Hello everybody, just before we get started I want to let you know about a really cool event that we've got coming up this month. I am co-hosting the Know You, Know Your Dog series with my friends and colleagues Laura Donaldson and Andy Hale. This is the third in a three-part series of workshops so we've done a really, really deep dive and explored some completely new and fresh concepts when it comes to building safety, building freedom and building connection with your dog. So if you're someone that loves to learn more about your dog and how you can have a better relationship with them, I'd invite you to come and join us. You can still watch the third workshop live, it's at the end of this month and you can catch up on the two that you've missed as well. So don't miss out, grab that link in the show notes and I look forward to seeing you there. Parenting your much-loved dog is a relationship like no other. Our dogs are individuals and there is no one-size-fits-all when it comes to training. Hi, I'm Dr Holly Tett, professional dog trainer and clinical psychologist, and each week on Letters from Your Dog, we'll look at understanding specific dog training questions and struggles from your dog's point of view. Thanks for being here. Let's get to the episode. Hi everybody and welcome back to Letters from Your Dog. Sorry we've had a little bit of a break for a few weeks. I had pneumonia and could not make it to the end of a sentence without coughing. So we are back, we're back in action. Um, You may hear a little bit of background noise today. Normally I actually record my podcasts in the car because it's way better acoustics than in my big echoey house. But it's nearly 40 degrees C in the UK tonight, so I'm not going anywhere near that car. (laughs) So if you hear a bit of echoing, sorry for that, but hopefully it doesn't distract you too much. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about something um, which you may have experienced or you may be yet to experience. It might be something that comes up a little bit later on for you. And that's how to cope with and what to do when you love your dog, but you just don't really like them very much right now. (laughs) So this is very common when people get new puppies or new rehome dogs, um, when people have dogs that are in adolescence, or when people have dogs that are challenging in some way. So maybe they make it very difficult for you to do certain things like go to work and leave them on their own, for example, because they find the world quite difficult to live in sometimes. Now, You might have all the compassion in the world for your wonderful dog, and of course you love them. But in those moments where they're really trying and actually you feel like, oh my gosh, I'm I'm a bit exhausted with all of this. I don't know, I don't know what to do with all of this. I'm tired. It's so, so normal to kind of feel a bit resentful or think, oh gosh, you're really winding me up right now. You're really irritating me. And I think it's often not okay to say those things so society tells us in the same way that it's not okay to say those things about children society tells us we can't say that out loud we have to keep it inside that's an utter nonsense I can guarantee that almost every parent I've ever known (laughs) or read about has definitely had that feeling at some point and of course it's natural that we would have that feeling with our dogs as well so really try and cut yourself some slack if you are feeling like that Firstly, get some support for your, for working with your dog. That's the first thing to do. But I want you just to remind yourself that what you're feeling is normal, <laughs> natural. And actually, you don't need to beat yourself up because if you sit there beating yourself up, it's only going to make you feel even worse. So I think the thing that happens to us sometimes, and it's a real shame when we get to this point, is that we've got into such a pattern and such a routine 
feeling frustrated, feeling annoyed, feeling irritated with our dogs, that it takes something really quite shocking to kind of give us like a shock perspective, I suppose. So, you know, we've all been in that experience even if not with your dog, with a partner or a friend or something like that, where they're really getting on your nerves. And sometimes it's the really petty things like leaving a glass on the side or not putting their shoes away or doing that really annoying thing in the office that you've asked them not to do if it's a colleague, let's say. So we do get a little caught up in the kind of day-to-day little stuff and then something really shocking will happen. So maybe they have an accident or they become unwell or something goes wrong in their life. In some extreme situations, maybe you nearly lose them or you do lose them. And it takes that shock perspective for us to go, you know what, none of this stuff mattered. I don't care about any of that. I would take that a thousand times over if I could just have that experience with that person or that dog again. So it is important to remember when we are starting to feel like this day on day on day that yes it's normal and we need to cut ourselves some slack but also we need to remind ourselves that we've got so much to celebrate with our dogs like they do so many wonderful things each and every single day um I'll give you an example so one of my dogs just in the summer months and this is a bit gross but if I've been working out she will come and lick the sweat off my arms or my legs I know it's disgusting apologies they animals love licking things like that they're grim let's be honest um, and it kind of grosses me out and I'm like stop it get off get off what are you doing but actually that's a very minor annoyance and I could teach her not to do it but I probably won't get around to it let's be honest there's bigger things to worry about in life but you know, if she was taken away from me or I, you know, she had to go and live somewhere else, I would take all the leg licking in the world (laughs) if it meant that I could have her back again. So sometimes perspective can be a little bit helpful. Um, I'm going to give you three or four more tips of how to manage this. So firstly, don't hide away with it. So we've always spoken a little bit about how we feel ashamed when we feel these difficult emotions. Um, And shame is one of the most difficult things for us to deal with as people. We hate feeling ashamed. It's a horrible feeling. Um, And it really keeps us from sharing our deep and dark emotions with other people because we feel that shame factor. So don't hide it but I would say do be careful who you speak to about it so you don't want to go and tell your friend who's not really very interested in dogs and is just going to dismiss you and be like oh it's just a dog that's probably not going to be very validating that's not going to make you feel good I also probably wouldn't go and tell my friend who is very smug about how well behaved their dog is and who is just going to try and impart a heck of a lot of advice towards you which you probably don't necessarily want so pick a friend someone that listens someone that cares even if they don't have dogs of their own someone that you can explain how it's making you feel and what you would like to be different that's really important to have that level of support there so I would say don't hide it but just be a little bit cautious who you do speak to and that's why sometimes online groups with other dog enthusiasts other people who kind of live by the same ethos and methods of training it can be really really helpful and supportive Okay, next one, safety first. And this is going to sound extreme, but I think it's important to put this in here because in both my work with the humans and with dogs, people do have a breaking point. People do have a snapping point. And when we're thinking about safety, yes, we're thinking always about physical safety, of course, but also emotional safety. Because if you are getting very frustrated and very irritated with your dog day after day after day, there will be a snapping point. There will be a point where you're harsh with them. You shout at them. You do something that 
frightens them, makes them feel unsafe in their world, essentially. So we always want to think, if I think I'm getting to that point, (laughs) what are my options? Can my dog go and stay with a friend for a week? Or can I go and stay with someone and leave my dog with someone else? Can I prepare my day so that I've got lots of activities for my dog to be getting on with if they are a dog that really is really needy and and really needs lots of time with you can they start to learn to be a little bit more independent it's kind of on you to put some of these things in place because your dog's not going to do it for you (laughs) they're not going to go oh I'll stick my paw up and see what I can do to help this situation so kind of set yourself up for a little bit of success as we always say with dogs but it works for people too So set yourself up for just a little bit of success by having that little bit of preparation in there as well. The next one is actually, we're going to use a dog training technique to think about ourselves. (laughs) So for those of you that have listened to episode number 26 of the Letters from Your Dog podcast, we spoke about Pepper um, and lots of you heard me speak about Pepper all the time, but it's a really good way of remembering and kind of running through what are some of the reasons why my dog might not be able to do what I asked them to do or to listen to me right now. So just as a quick recap, Pepper stands for P, pain or discomfort, E, environment, P, preparation, P, partnership, E, emotion and R, repetition. So yes, all of those things we want to hold in mind when we're thinking about our dogs, but also about ourselves. (laughs) Are you in pain or discomfort? Is your environment overwhelming you right now? Are you adequately prepared for this day with your dog or not? Have you and your dog got that good partnership? Do you feel like you've got a connection and a bond or not? How the heck are you feeling? (laughs) What are your emotions? What are you experiencing right now? And lastly, repetition actually have you practiced doing things a little bit differently with your dog is it the first day you're trying it do things happen overnight not usually (laughs) so again I will say it one more time for the people in the back cut yourself some slack so pepper isn't just for your dog it's for you as well remember we're always working as a partnership with our dogs so what affects them affects us our emotions play into each other good and bad so it's really helpful to hold that in mind as well Because often, as people, just like dogs, we're not thinking all the time. If we did, we'd be absolutely exhausted. (laughs) A lot of the time, we're just reacting. We're just behaving in an automatic fashion. Okay. And just lastly, I want you to get yourself a grab pack. Make yourself a grab pack of some description for you and for your dog. So when you are in those moments of frustration, tension, annoyance, whatever it might be, Have you got something to hand? So this could look different for different people. For some people, it might be tangible objects. So maybe you've got a box that you prepped the night before in your kitchen. In there, there's a nice chew to give your dog to give them something to be getting on with. And in there for you, there's your new book or there is your phone with your headphones in for to go listen to a podcast, for example, (laughs) as we're podcasting right now, or your yoga mat or a bottle of vodka I don't care what it is but something that's going to make you feel better maybe don't drink the whole bottle I'm not judging but you know if it's 9am maybe not so you've got little a griddle pack in there that you can do in the moment to either calm yourself down chill yourself out make yourself feel inspired I've got songs that I listen to if I'm feeling a bit oh gosh this is a bit of a gloomy day I've got songs that get me riled up get me fired up I listen to them in the car like a 17 year old full volume (laughs) as I'm bombing it down the road um so what makes you feel good 
And then also what makes your dog feel good because that is just as important. So have those little grab, grab bags ready. You could prepare them on a Sunday evening, maybe before the week ahead or whatever works for you and your schedule. It's just something that's going to lighten the load and take that pressure off in the moment. So I hope that was helpful just to think a little bit about when you really do love your dog, but you're not massively keen on them in terms of liking them right now. Remember, it's normal. It's natural. There are things that we can do to make it better. Of course, you can always work with a professional to try and help things along. But in those interim times, in those times when it's just you and your dog, those are some things that you can try just to help things to feel a little bit better. Okay, if this was helpful, I would so, so appreciate it if you could leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcasts or share this with someone that you think could benefit from it. Just helps us to reach more dogs and their people and spread the message. So thank you very much and I will speak to you soon. Take care.